I think fundamentally when it comes to if you want to build a product that really leverages AI or do something that kind of advances AI's accessibility and, and its, its usage by, by a large audience, I think there's three things you should be thinking of. And I've, I've done podcasts where this is literally all we've, we've talked about, so um, can, can, can look, look that, into that. But to give you kind of a, a rapid summary here on the Ben Morton podcast is uh, number one, Right now, the, the AIs like ChatGPT and the other products, they are generic in their, in their knowledge. They, they've been trained on pretty much like 10% of, of the internet, so they've mastered almost every field under the sun. But if you wanted to get some, a, create an AI that had more specific domain knowledge about a particular area, like let's say medicine or law, I think is going to be a very big one, though the, the, the legal industry definitely... <laughs> Can be very slow to change. It's very. Uh, it has a defense mechanism to to disruption. It is fairly straightforward to take these technologies and fine tune them, or else to create a knowledge base using a tool called vector databases. Uh, if you're if you know any of your listeners are interested, I would check out Pinecone. Uh, they release a lot of good videos, kind of explaining how to leverage their their technology. But you can with a mixture of fine tuning and vector databases, pretty straightforwardly create a your own let's think of it like your own ai model that is far more specialized and will give far more consistently high quality results to a certain field of inquiry right and so that that field of inquiry could be about a particular business or a particular like product or it could be more generically about like a whole industry like like legal or etc so that's number one you know training a general thing and, and specializing it number two is Combining the strengths of different AIs, this is something that the bigger companies are already looking into. They're, you know, one of the actually let me let me take a step back here and talk about how these AIs work from the, from the beginning, especially these generative AIs. The way they operate is that they're only picking the next word in the sentence based on the previous words in the sentence. So they recognize patterns of you know, in the in the sentence of I walked my. Typically, the word dog comes after that. And it turns out, if you read 10% of the internet, you're actually pretty good at that. But it does mean there's certain drawbacks. So, for instance, if, if you're saying, what's 2 plus 2? It will know the answer is 4 because that's the pattern. But if you give it a novel problem, and actually I would encourage your listeners to do this. Go into ChatGPT right now and, and type in a, a ludicrous uh, number like, you know, one million five hundred and you know forty three billion times and then another ridiculous number, it will output a number that looks believable when you read it. In fact, the first few digits and the last few digits will maybe even be correct, but it will confidently give you the wrong answer because there's no there's not been a pattern of people asking that unique of a question. So it doesn't it's it's generating it bottom up. It's generating it bottom up from pattern recognition, not from a top down way of having an internal model of reality and then playing that forward humans do both we are both top down thinkers system two and we're bottom up thinkers system one and so you can get i think extraordinary results by taking those strengths and weaknesses of an ai and combining it with other systems combining ais uh, together so one example is combine the wolfram ai which was uh, founded by a guy, I believe his name, I believe his name is Stephen Wolfram, which is an, an AI that's more of a calculator. And then combining that result 
with ChatGPT to do some really, really interesting stuff. So combining AIs for their strengths and weaknesses, I think, is a second way of, uh, of producing a, a, probably a, a billion-dollar company. And the third, I would say, is you know, when you are prompting the AI, it takes a lot of work to ask the right question. I think there are going to be some tools out there that are going to make that a little bit easier, like potentially reading your entire email history and then kind of helping you auto-create the prompt of what to do next, uh, like reminders and things like that. So I think that a third category of, of products is going to be things that make question asking significantly easier. 